You are listening to The Call to Worship. I am your host, Eloisa Guerrero. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we have Stephen and Gina Sutherland joining us. So thank you so much, you guys, for being here. It is an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for for having us. us. (laughs) Yeah. It's the first time that I have um, a couple, two guests on the podcast. So this is, you know, pretty exciting. It's exciting. (laughs) It's exciting things we're doing here at the Call to Worship. So, all right, let's just get to know you a little bit better. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself um, individually and as a couple, how you came to be where you are right now? Um, I'll go first. So um, I actually grew up around the Catholic Church. And so, uh, but I had a lot of barriers and walls and I didn't really see church or God as, as someone you have a relationship with. And so there was a lot of years of my life that I actually um, had God at like arm's length mm. and I wouldn't let him get close to me mm. because of fears and not good enough. And um, unfortunately allowing my um, misconceptions of who our father God was yeah, uh, because of my own um, situations with my earthly father. And so mm. that created a lot of barriers for me. And so, um, definitely was not following the Lord when Steve and I met and, um, just, we ended up finding this church, finding grace. And mm. literally the day that we came, it was all the things that I needed to hear. Wow. And all of a sudden these barriers just started breaking down and breaking down. Yeah. And, um, I just found myself in a place where I where I went from no relationship with Christ to feeling like it was just a fluid relationship where one day I told my husband and I said, um, okay, I think it's time for me to get baptized. It oh, was wow. just saying, you know what, it's just time. Like, let's just do this. <laughs> and um, got baptized in the ocean here in Southern California. Oh, wow. And it was just this feeling of just more and more and more. Yeah, and yeah. so came to a place of where I went from these walls and these barriers and this like arm's length to, I'm like, God, just use me yeah. wherever you want me to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. I just surrender it to you. I love it. Yeah. So it, it, Pastor Matthew from Grace um, has said it, and I love the way he says it, is that God loves you so much that he doesn't leave you, mm-hmm. right, where, where you were at. And so when you say that, you were all in. You know, you came from nothing, from not wanting a relationship with him to like full on, let's do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you got baptized in the the ocean. Yeah. I I actually asked my mom for myself. I was like, mom, I was baptized when I was six. Right. Just just so that I could confirm. And she was like, yep, you made that decision. I was like, oh, okay. And in a sense, I was kind of like, tell me no, tell me no, so that I can go and get baptized. (laughs) Um, but I knew that I was baptized. How did you two meet? Hmm. Oddly enough, <laughs> we actually met at a dive bar. Um, hey! In, in Oceanside, one of the uh, rougher around the edges. They actually had to close it down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you guys closed it down. <laughs> yeah. 
thank God for having a hedge of protection over us. Yes. That's definitely not somewhere where you meet your lifelong partner. Yeah. Uh, but we did. And so, but sometimes you do. Yeah, and sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so that's, that's how we met. Awesome. So Steve, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I grew up um, Seventh-day Adventist. Um, that's more influenced from my dad's side of the family. Okay. And uh, as I turned 18, I got baptized there and I went into the military just weeks after. Oh, wow. um, actually, I think just a few days after I was baptized and I strayed a lot. There was mm -hmm. a lot of those distractions mm -hmm. um, in the military, um, a lot of like alcohol and mm. um, just like other types of perversions and yeah. things that you deal with, um, just not being surrounded with people with yeah. the same moral compass. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I definitely allowed that, that lifestyle to influence me and it kind of, sometimes it gets a little rowdy. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you finally, you get a bunch of 18, 19 year olds who just finally make it away from their parents and, uh, <laughs> it gets a little crazy sometimes. And, um, I remember, and this is a huge part of my testimony as I was getting out of the military at the time, there was a, a young lady I was pursuing and. Um, we had talked back in like high school, like mm -hmm. on and off. And um, so when I was coming home, I, I wanted to reach out to her and she said, you know what, like, you're not the man that I'm looking for because you don't have Christ in your life the way that you need to have Christ in your life. Mm -hmm. And you're not gonna be able to lead our, like a family. And she had a, a child at the time too. And yeah. you wouldn't be able to show my son what it is to be a godly man with where you're at in your walk wow. and that really hit home for me yeah and, um, and I told myself if there was ever any reason for someone to reject me <laughs> it's because of that yeah and uh, so that was a big reality check for myself yeah um, that I wasn't walking right with Christ mm. um, you know I went and got baptized but I still allowed myself to be influenced by by worldly things right and right. Um, so that's when that was my wake-up call wow is, you and know, how old I, were you at that point in time, 22. Oh, wow. That's and, really young for a wake-up yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my wake-up call. And um, I realized that, you know, if, if I really want to live this life as a Christian man, there's some things that I need to cut out of my life and yeah. some things that I need to um, attack head on. Yeah. Um, things that I was struggling with. And yeah. then also... Um, just you know walk the walk not yeah. just talk the talk yeah and um and yeah yeah and what's cool about that is we had a very similar conversation yeah. where oh, okay. um he said to me basically hey um and we were very candid about our relationship we're like okay this is either this is for long term or this isn't like we're not here to waste our time yeah and like right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Wow. And one of the things that he told me was, hey, I, if you're not, basically, if you're not going to follow Christ, mm -hmm. if you're not going to grow in your relationship with Christ, like mm -hmm. this isn't going to work. And that was definitely something that I had never heard a man say. Yeah. No man had ever put anything above me. And yeah. so that, that really helped me and it humbled me yeah. when I realized that there is somebody more important than me. Yeah. And... Christ should have a place in a relationship and yeah. Christ should have a place in your relationship. And it was that moment where I said, okay, am I going to leave this relationship and not pursue Christ mm -hmm. or am I going to pursue Christ? And I knew one of the things for me is that 
And after being saved, I realized that God does knock on the door of our heart. And yeah. what he did is he used Steve to knock on the door of my heart yeah. where I had pushed God away for so long. And mm -hmm. so in a moment where Steve said, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Are you in? Or are you not? Yeah. That was God saying, Hey, this is your wake up call. Yeah. And, I, and I've been waiting for you and I'm oh. going to use Steve to bring you to me. Yeah. That's funny that you had someone tell you that yeah. and then you turned around and did the same right. for, for her. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, you woke me up in this way, you know, now it's time to wake her up in this way. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love the way that God speaks to us. You know, there's times that we don't expect God to speak to us in a certain way. He's such a gentleman, you know, he waits and waits and waits, but then there's times that he's such a father that yeah. he like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. you're not listening. I'm going to like scold you, yeah. you know? And I love that, that he, he pursues you in, in such an intimate way and he scolds you in such a like wake up yeah. you know yeah i love that i love that um so people when they hear the call to worship automatically go straight into um music right they hear music worship music that's that's where it goes right um but that's not necessarily uh true in regards to the worship that we have for the Lord, the right. way that we worship. That's just an avenue, right? Um, so how would you describe the call to worship? Yeah, um, so the way I would feel or describe the call to worship is to recognize and, and have a true like knowledge of who God is and what mm. he's capable of doing. Um, a true reverence oh, that yeah. he is the Lord, our God. Yeah. And when you recognize, like he's literally given us everything, yeah. the birds, the trees, the flowers, yeah. our hearts, our minds. Um, and having that true fear of the Lord of mm. like, yes. all right, you're capable of doing everything and you've given me every single thing that I've had. Yeah. Um, why would I not worship mm, you? Yes. Like you're you're so great. Like there's no reason to not worship yeah. you. You've yeah. given me all that I have. And so that's that's how I would describe yeah. the call to worship is it's just knowing who God is and what he's done for you and um, honoring him in that glorifying. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would also say, um, as someone who was so far from Christ and you know, I think we all have skeletons in our closet mm. and um, I have a lot of skeletons in my closet. Totally um, all. <laughs> right? And one thing is, is in that awe and reverence, like all these skeletons in my closet and he still chooses me. Yeah. And, yes. and the fact that I could live this life so far away from him. And in a moment, he's like, hey, I've forgiven you and mm -hmm. I made you new mm -hmm. and that he can actually heal and redeem. It yes. can actually turn things around to where I am not the person I used to be. Yeah. And I thank him every day that I'm not yes. um, because that person would not be able to raise our child the way that I can raise mm. her today. That person would not be the wife that I am today yeah. and or the friend or um or any of the things that I do today yeah. in regards to helping the movie's kingdom forward, I could yeah. not do that being that, that person that I was. Yeah. And so it's also recognizing that I'm a different person, 
and like enjoying that and celebrating that yeah. and not like condemning myself for the things that I did, but right. realizing that he can make me new today exactly. and I'm going to be a different person tomorrow. And it's just a continuous glory for it. Yeah. It's living in that freedom, right? Yeah. That only the Lord can give us. Yeah. Um, I love that. I had, um, so I've, I've grown up in, in ministry the you know, since I was born, um, my whole life, it's been in a Christian home and I have seen, um, the ins and the outs of a church and people and how people should be and how people should not be <laughs> in church. Um, right. And we all have to make that decision to, to worship him and to live for him and, and to walk with him, right? And to live in that freedom. And we go up and down, up and down, up and down because we have so many skeletons in our closet that sometimes, you know, that's the way that the enemy will come at you. You're not worthy. You know, you 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 shouldn't be doing that. And who are you to do that? And the Lord doesn't love you. And, you know, because of everything that we have in the past, right? Um, and I love how he delivers us from that and yep. he doesn't condemn us, Yeah, you know, and we get to be someone different when we come to Christ, Yeah, someone free mm -hmm. and someone loved and someone that he wants. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. I like um, to how he won't necessarily allow you to forget your past, but right. he will use yes. the skeletons. Yes. Um, what's the song like he'll use those skeletons to build armies and yes. so he'll take what you've struggled with in the mm -hmm. past and use that as a testimony so you can show others how you came from that life yes because there's other people who are out there waiting to hear your story mm -hmm. and we're struggling with the same things yes and to see that you got delivered will give them hope yep so the enemy will try to use that in yeah. the opposite way, right? Oh, those skeletons in your closet. Nope. That's why you're not loved. That's why yeah. you're this. That's why you're that. And God says, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to use those skeletons yeah. in those closets to bring glory to my name. Yeah. I love that. So we all are called to worship, right? One way or another. By the grace of God, he has given me a voice and I'm able to worship him in that way. I'm able to worship him with a podcast, having people share their stories. Um, what is your call to worship? How do you worship the Lord on, on, a, on a daily life, on a Sunday? Yeah. How, how do you, what's your call to worship? So... I think for me, like tying it into who I used to be and who I am now, um, reminding myself of that and that my call to worship him is to not revert back to who I used to be, mm. is to say, yes, he gave me the grace for that, but I need yeah. to show him yeah. that I appreciate what he's done for me yeah. by my actions and yeah. the things that I do and, and not go back to that person. And yeah. I think sometimes we feel these tendencies of these like things we used to do or people we used to hang out with mm -hmm. or um, situations we used to put ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really try to be very conscious of, I'm not gonna do that again. Like yeah. I'm not gonna put myself in these circles. I'm not gonna yeah. put myself in these situations. I'm not gonna listen to that music or watch those TV shows yeah. because I don't want what God did for me to be for nothing. Yeah, and exactly. so when I look at, you know, in, in my life and what I do, like, I really want other women to know that. Yeah. Like, hey, 
those those things that you used to do, I get that those weren't things you, you were supposed to do. That's not what God had for you, but you are a new person. And so yeah. I want other women especially to know like you can link arms with other women in Christ. Yeah. And you can be a different person. Yeah. And so I love I love encouraging other women and just saying, hey, you know what? Like let's do this together. You know, you, you can love certain people from afar. Yeah. <laughs> and you can love them and really you can, far. and you can pray for them <laughs> and you can pray for their salvations. Um, but you don't need to go to those same clubs anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. just not part of your story. It was part of your story at one time and God yeah. is gonna use it. Mm-hmm. But don't keep going back to the things that God has already saved you from yeah. and already taken and given you breakthrough from. And so yeah. for me it's just really for myself, um, reminding myself of that and and not reverting back in old behaviors. Mm-hmm. That's how I worship him because I want him to know it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. And then also to help other women um, link arms with other women and say, hey, like we can do this thing together when in culture it's really hard to do it together. I love it. And then you also worship him at church by serving, yeah. right? Um, so uh, she is the events coordinator for Grace yeah. um, here in North County, um, Oceanside. Um, and that's a beautiful way to worship him an events coordinator, you know, like in that, in that capacity to be able to just be behind the scenes and sometimes not even, you know, get acknowledged for all that you do. Right. Because there is a lot that goes into events and to planning them. Right. Yeah. And everybody just sees how amazing everything looks, but they forget that there was an actual person, (laughs) right. That put this together. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to worship him. Thank to you. put others' needs before yours. Yeah. Now it, it can be a lot of hours. Yeah. Tears <laughs> and, and stress. But you know, one of my and we've done conferences and different things. And one of my favorite events is Baptism Sunday. Oh. And um I love those Sundays. And I I'm getting emotional when I talk about this, but it's okay. I'm gonna ride through it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things I love is when I see people's faces going into the water and coming out. And I think to myself, the person that I used to be would not be here celebrating Mm. with this person. And I also think to myself, I don't, they don't need to know my name. They don't need to know that I've done anything to put this on. They don't need to know any of that stuff, but they're going to remember this day. And and I feel so blessed and honored to be able to be part of a day that they're going to tell their kids, they're going to tell their family members, they're going to have pictures of this. I mean, this was a huge pivot in the relationship with Christ. And it's just a blessing to know that in some small way, I was part of it. Yeah. And, you know, when we even have our marriage conference, I've heard stories of people saying that, oh my gosh, like my husband got saved on the way home and, and our relationship went from no wedding rings to now we're dating and we're wearing our wedding rings and and so it's it's so humbling to know that god is using me for that and i don't need to have you know i I mean it's great for people to know that i'm there helping but it's just such a humbling experience when i know that people's lives are changing i'm just able to serve them in that way yeah and that's that's a beautiful way again to to worship him yeah you know Again, putting everybody's needs before your own and being okay with being behind the scenes and seeing the good that comes out of it, you know, that only the Lord does, you know, through you. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Steve? How do I worship God on a daily and like, and specifically on Sunday? Um, 
I tune I tune in ninety two point one in K Love. <laughs> <music. laughs> um, yeah, I, I used to be so like again distracted with, with with the noise and a lot of like hip hop and rap music. And, yeah, and have been able to turn a lot of that off and, yeah. and not revert back to that and, and watch what's going into my ears and yeah. uh, what I'm allowing like my brain to consume mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis. So that's probably been one of my biggest obstacles that I feel like I've overcome is, is just wow. being able to just listen to worship music and, yeah. and sing loud in my car and, and not be <laughs> afraid to like, if I see, if I see someone with their window down and I'm blasting Caleb, yeah. I, like, I'll roll my window down too so they can hear <laughs> Uh, like intentionally so that's that's the way i feel like i worship god and and then also if i'm around anybody or we're at uh if we're out to dinner or anything uh we still pray for our food like that's something we we do uh publicly yeah we we still pray for our food Mm -hmm. that way even if it's it's for god yeah and if someone else sees that and they're just yeah. like, oh, that couple's praying for their food. Yeah. Um, it might if, be a nudge. Yeah. It might be a little, yeah. like a little conviction for them. Yeah. Like, hey, like maybe we should be bold enough to do this out in public yeah. too. So I feel like that's another way that, that we worship God just yeah. on, on the regular and yeah. in unique ways. Um, I love it. As far as Sundays or, or just throughout the week, we also, as a couple, we participate in the youth ministry. Um, we just recently started doing that about a month and oh, some change really? ago. Oh, um, wow. Uh, youth leaders. And then also, um, I used to lead the usher ministry. And so that was fun for a wow. season. And, and God has different seasons for us. Yes. So, for different reasons. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's for other people to, to mm-hmm. obtain their gift that yeah. God has given them yeah. um, so that they can arise to the occasion. Yeah. Um, so from there, we went to we do prayer ministry, mm-hmm. and and we've also co-led in um, with the Spencer family and the marriage ministry. So we're marriage mentors as well. Yeah. Um, and and then the men's ministry, <laughs> we do a men's ministry on, on Monday <laughs> nights, and and so we love it. We're really uh, participative uh, in what's going on. Yeah, um, meaning him, not we. <laughs> <laughs> You said we. I'm like, I'm not part of that. <laughs> uh, um, just in general, um, in in the church, I like. Yeah. We even when we drive by um, the church uh, throughout the week because we live just around the corner. Oh, okay. Um, our daughter, who's only three, she'll she'll say the church and go, "Hey, daddy, mommy, that's." church that's where my friends are we're like no it's it's nine o'clock at night they're they're not not there there. (laughs) hopefully (laughs) i love it well before we get into the next question we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then come back with the sutherlands one of the ways that we worship is through prayer and I would love to join you in prayer. We are not meant to do life alone. God made a way for us to be connected to each other. No prayer request is too small or too big. Send us a confidential message through email at thecalltoworshippodcast at gmail.com or through the podcast message. Welcome back, everybody. We are with Steve and Gina Sutherland um, on this beautiful day. Uh, we're going to 
go ahead and get right into it. So um, the question that I was going to ask, you kind of already answered. So it's, are you currently serving in an area where your call has been used? Um, and from everything that you shared in regards to your call to worship, it sounds like you are being used in that calling, right? Um, where are you currently serving? So we serve at Grace Church in Oceanside. Um, it's really a church on a hill, which everyone knows where it's at. It's off El Camino Real. And um, honestly, we've loved it. We spent the first year and some change not serving at Grace mm -hmm. and really just being um, people that just come and kind of receive and not give. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of spiritually mm -hmm. and honestly, when we started serving, um, and when we talk about like serving in an area where where your call is being used, serving has really changed our lives around. It's brought friendships. It's brought other. I mean, the reason why we are even in the marriage ministry is because we met um, a couple at a class at a small group here at Grace. And so we got connected. And so as we've been serving, it's just really blossomed our relationships, our friendships. Yeah. It's made Grace a home, which... I don't know if anyone, if you are in Oceanside, California or North County, San Diego, you need to get yourself here um, <laughs> because it is like a family and um, it's just so incredible just to see people come and serve and get involved and be part of the dream team and just, you can even see your relationships blossoming. Mm, yeah. I think that's good. Um, as you mentioned, the the first year and some change we weren't serving. And I think even if, if we're being honest, part of us felt like um, we were outsiders and mm -hmm. like we, we would see like posts on Facebook of people hanging out and wonder yeah. like, why aren't we getting invited <laughs> to these events? And really um, in order to make friends, you gotta be friendly and right, you, right. you gotta be able to reach out to, to people. And I think that's what's so great about here at Grace North County is that they really influence um, and push the idea of small groups. So that mm -hmm. way you can get connected and mm -hmm. actually build intimate relationships with mm -hmm. those around mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Um, it, it really has helped us create those types of friendships that yeah. we need and those with yeah. the same moral compass. Yes. Um, as, as we talked about earlier, because there's opportunities for us. If we, if we go back to our, mm -hmm. our friends who aren't Christians about marriage relationship advice and yeah. things like that, Versus someone who's going to be like, hey, like, have, have you read scripture about yeah. your marriage? Let's go into um, it in prayer. Yeah, yeah, go into it in prayer. Not someone who's going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's go grab a beer over yeah. this. Um, that's the type of friendships that you create in those small groups. And that's yeah. why I love this church so much. And that's why I love serving here, too, is because mm -hmm. it allows us to serve God and honor who what he's done for us. But it also allows us to create the, the community here yeah. um, of those who are going to support us and, right. and fight for our marriages and yes. fight for our friendships. And yes. those who are going to continue to, um, you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And so yes. those who are going to correct us when we need to be corrected yes. and not just tell us what we need to hear. Yeah, no, um, not just let it bypass. Right, right, exactly. Or just divorce them, you know? Yeah. Like, get out of it. You don't need that relationship. Exactly. Right? So it's, it's we're not meant to do life alone, right? Right. Um, and that's why the Lord gives us those people that we can run to. Now, it depends what people are you putting into your life. Right. 
right? Like you said, so are you going to go and grab a beer and talk about how to get a divorce quick and easy? Or are you going to go into prayer? And are you going to go and and try to save that relationship? Exactly. You know, the, the, the godly way, yep. you know, so I definitely that moral compass is I love that. I love that. You want to surround yourself with the people that are going to lead you in God's direction and not the opposite way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Um, so before we finish, I want to throw you a curveball. Right. Okay. So that's, that's not that's not in your notes. <laughs> Um, at the beginning of, of the, the interview, I did state, you know, like people usually go into music, right? When they hear worship, like, oh yeah, you know, let's worship. And they go into music. So if right now um, in your life, uh, what is a worship song that like has just been at your heart that you listen to every single day or that when you hear it, you turn it up, you put your windows down and you just blast it. All right, I'll take. I go this you one go first. first. I got, <laughs> I got me, two. Me, me. <laughs> I have two. I have two. And one. Um, so, Champion is uh, one of them. I remember the other week, or maybe about a month and a half, two months ago, I was riding to work on my motorcycle, and I had my headphones in. Even they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and. Um, and I work in the trades in like a really like, I guess you can say quote unquote tough job. Mm. And, uh, and I just started, the song came on is you are my champion. And I just started yes. bawling, crying. Oh. And I was just like, it is, it feels so good. And I think even, you know, years into my walk with Christ, you know, there's still some things that aren't always revealed to us. Yeah. And yeah. I know that Christ loved me. And yeah. right then and there, I felt like this huge weight lifted off my shoulder and mm. I don't even know from what, yeah. but it was just like, no one could ever love me as much as Jesus loves me yeah. and for what he did. And that's yeah. what made me start crying oh. and just hearing that song. And I was just like, okay, like yeah. I feel so free right yeah. now. And I remember coming home and telling Gina that too, like, babe, I started crying <laughs> and I feel so good because you can't even love me this much. <laughs> I'm like, I just feel so loved. And yes. I just like kept talking about it. And I kept thinking like, oh, I got to wipe my, my face before I get into to work. And the guys see me crying. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't even care if they no. see me crying because I know why I'm crying. Yes. And it's because I feel so loved. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, the second one I would say is uh, Jaira. Um, you are Jaira. You are enough. I've never heard it's, that. It's amazing. It's like 10 minute songs. Oh, so like, you know, I, oh, I gotta it. hear it. Yeah, um, I don't remember who exactly sings it, but that one's definitely um, something top that, one. Yeah. Saying, you know, you're our, you're our Lord God, you are enough. And like, that's all we need is, is Him. So. so I just <laughs> looked up Jara and the lyrics say, Woo, look at it. Oh, wow. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Mm -hmm. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. Yeah. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wow. And then the, the, the chorus, you are Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance you are Jaira. You are enough. No. 
That is beautiful. I got to go home and listen to this. <laughs> All right. So for our listeners, Jaira, you have to listen. It's by um, Elevation Worship in Maverick City. We got to listen to that and soak ourselves in for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when we're not enough, he's enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Love that. So it's so funny that literally both of us have two songs and one of them is the same. So Champion is one for me. And I just, I love that because it's like giants fall when you stand. Yeah. Like, and especially as someone who I've had so many giants in my life. Yeah. And there's been so many different things that have happened to know that he's standing. Yeah. In the middle of the circumstances. Yeah. I mean, we had, um, we had a miscarriage right after we got married mm. and that was a giant. Yeah. And through prayer and everything, we have a three and a half year old mm. little rainbow baby. Yeah. And I'm actually four months pregnant now. Oh, so congratulations. And that was five months of prayer and yeah. not knowing when it was going to happen. And yeah. God showed up. And so with those giants, he stood. Yeah. And so I just love that song. Um, and then the other one is when I think about the Lord. Mm. And you know, when I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He yes. raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, like how He turned my life around. Yes. And for and the first time I heard that, I literally was in my car, breaking down tears <laughs> and just going, I cannot believe what you've done for yeah. me. Like, yeah. And and I don't deserve it. Yeah. And so for me, like hearing Champion or even in a moment where I'm like, I just want to feel God's love. Yeah. Like, I just really need to feel His love. And um, what's so incredible is that song, when I think about the Lord, our toddler knows that song. Aww. And there's been times I've literally had it just like Steve, windows down, <laughs> you know, turn it up. And I look in the back and my three and, a, and our three and a half year old has her hands up praising oh, Jesus I love and is singing it. that song. Yeah. And um, it's just oh, such a good reminder for me just how truly loved I am yeah. and how truly loved we are. And just the fact that through him doing things through me and turning things for good. And now here I am as a totally different person yeah. raising this toddler. Yeah. Literally, she will randomly say, God loves me. Oh. And I say, he does, baby. Oh. He does. Like, yeah. absolutely. Love but it. that not only is my life transformed, he's turning me into a different mom for her. Yeah, yeah. And I can yeah. actually see that. I love that. I love when our kids, um, you know, because our kids are like sponges. They, you know, whatever you're putting out there, they're going to pick it up and they're going to be a reflection yeah. of what goes on at home, right? And I love how you see kids and they worship because they worship from like, the soul you know like something that we should be doing every day right um i remember one day we were at at a church because um i used to go and evangelize through singing um my dad said that we we preached the word of god through song that was my dad's thing um so we would go preach the word of god through our songs and at one of the churches i remember um there was an altar call and my son, he was, I think he was like four or five years old, without skipping a beat, gets up and goes to the front and raises both hands up. And I was like, oh, oh. and as a mom to see that, like I was bawling, bawling. And I took a picture and I was just like, 
this is the way like this is how i know that i'm doing something right yeah i might yeah. not be doing a lot of things right <laughs> but when i see that yeah. i'm like oh lord thank you jesus you know um he loves me that much that he like reminds me yeah. through my son yeah. you know and yeah. to know that we are instilling that worship um way of living yeah. to our kids I love it because they're the next generation. Yeah. They're the next generation of worshipers. Yeah. And what we do is going to reflect on them. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for taking the time today <laughs> yeah. and sharing your story, sharing where you were, sharing where God has you now, and sharing your call to worship. I love it. I love it. And congratulations. Thank congratulations. You. <laughs> um, I can't wait to meet baby and share our call with the baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys, for being with us today. And don't forget to share with your loved ones. And we will see you on the next one. You have been listening to The Call to Worship with your host, Eloisa Guerrero.